Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's 12.04, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we are happy to be joined by Scott Burnside. He's a national NHL writer for The Athletic, and you can find him on Twitter at OvertimeScottB. Scott, how are you doing today? Doing very well. How are things in uh, St. Louis? Uh, any uh, sense of uh, optimism or excitement at the possibility that the NHL may be coming up with a return-to-play protocol? Or how well, are things there? We're kind of hoping to have you for that. You know, we go digging <laughs> around out here, but we're not reputable like you are. So we're counting on some big news from you today. <laughs> well, I hope that I hope I don't let many people down. But uh, I and St. Louis, of course, is. Uh, you know, it's one of the one of the favorite stops on the uh, on the circuit for the hockey writers. There's no question. And for those of us who spent some time in St. Louis last summer and then at All Star, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's a prime location. Yeah. So based upon what you just said, okay, and we've been tossing it around for a couple of weeks now. That boy, we sure would like to see St. Louis be one of these hub cities they're talking about. Do we have any more clarity on what they're doing with that? Is this going to be three or four cities? I've heard now uh, as low as two hub cities where they'll have 12 teams in each hub. I'm just wondering for the people here in St. Louis, are we still in the running here? Yeah, I would say um, that St. Louis is probably down the list. And, and I think the NHL, you know, the NHL and the players um, who've combined for what they're calling the return to play committee, um, certainly the league has invited NHL cities to make presentations or proposals uh, outlining you know, why their specific community would be uh, a good location to hold. You know, and we, and like you, we're, it's a very fluid situation. So we're hearing, are they looking at four hub cities, which would have, I think, what they're looking at is a 2014 um, grid to start with. So four cities at six uh, teams per city. Uh, I know Darren Dreger at TSN uh, and others perhaps have been uh, uh, reporting that the return to play committee, which met again over the weekend, is also looking at, you know, could you cut down the number of cities and go with, you know, doubling up the number of teams? So two hub cities with 12 teams in each to start with. Now, you know, my sense of that is, uh, you know, when the players in the league are looking at all of the options, one of the things you don't want is you don't want to have travel. You don't want to have be having teams move around. So if you had um, two cities, that cuts down on the potential for 
something unforeseen to come up where you have to make a switch. And again, because all of this is so fluid in terms of where the pandemic is at, how could communities respond to having the NHL in their communities? Uh, it would require a high level of testing. Uh, the league and the players don't want any part of a situation where they're seen as, you know, where they're a drain on the local health uh, initiative. So um, I, my suspicion is that's why we're looking at, okay, could you do it in two cities and that way maybe you have less of an issue of having to, to, to uh, you know, make a change on the go. I would say that St. Louis is probably not in that list of, you know, top three or four cities. Uh, but again, it's a very fluid situation. I know Canadian cities, um, Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, they have surfaced. Uh, part of the issue there, the, the low Canadian dollar and the cost of, uh, of having a, uh, a situ- you know, having a, a group of teams in a Canadian city would be much lower than it would be in some American cities. I, I believe that Minneapolis, St. Paul is still, uh, very high on the list. I think Vegas is in there too. Uh, certainly the, the, the hotel situation, uh, there are practice rink uh, that would be available, uh, which is also an important factor when you're you're looking at having 12 teams over a period of time playing, uh, uh, you know, five games likely. So you need to factor that in as well. So it's uh, it's very much a moving target. But my sense is that we're getting closer and closer to a point where the NHL and the players would like to say, hey, this is the format that we would like to move forward with. Um, and then you start to knock down and check the boxes in terms of when you might physically be able to uh, see games actually played uh, likely into July um, and, and moving through August. We're talking with Scott Burnside. He's a national NHL writer for The Athletic, joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. So I, I know, Scott, for a lot of people, the big holdup with the 24-team playoff is, well, why not 20? Why do you need those extra two, two teams per conferences? We've kind of talked about that ad nauseum at this point, but... My big holdup that I have here is this round robin that you have talked about in your piece that people can find at The Athletic. And the idea that a team such as the Blues, for instance, would ultimately drop from having a bye based on how they perform in that round robin. Is is that a hang up for other people as well? Or am I off on an island on this one? Yeah, no, and I think, you know, again, if you're looking at a 24-team grid, so one of the models I think they've looked at is that, so you've got six teams, you have to play some games, right? You have to, there has to be a way to build up after weeks and weeks of being away from the game, and and I know players are really cognizant of, you know, how much training camp time would they need. I've heard, you know, two-plus weeks. I'm not sure if that's a workable thing, depending on the schedule. Um, but you need to have teams that play games, uh, to, to me, before you get to an elimination situation, whatever that format is. I like the idea of the round robin, and I think it's appealing on a number of levels, is that you're not talking about dropping uh, teams out based on their play in the round robin. You would have to incorporate the results of the round robin, let's say there are five games, each of the teams playing the other in their group uh, one time, uh, you'd have to incorporate the results of that somehow into what has already happened during the you know, 68 or 69 or 70 games that have already been played. Um, so, but I don't think what we're talking about in, in, you know, with six teams, you'd still be looking at the top two teams uh, getting a bye, then team three versus team six and four versus five in, I'm guessing, a two of three play-in, and that gets you to your regular 16-team rotation. So I don't think the Blues would be in danger. You know, could Colorado 
jump them into the top spot in the central division you know that's certainly a possibility but my sense is that st louis and and, and Colorado would be teams that would almost certainly get a buy into the, I'm using my air quotes here, the first traditional round of the playoffs, the first best of seven, uh, and not be forced into a best of three scenario. That's a dangerous thing. I know that some teams have been, you know, the pushback comes maybe where you've got a team like Chicago, uh, Montreal in the East. Both those teams would be the 12th teams based on winning percentage that would go into this grid. Uh, both teams were clear sellers at the trade deadline. And I know, uh, you know, talking to players in, in the Eastern Conference, the, the, the prospect of playing Carey Price in a, a short two out of three series, that's, that's not a great, you know, that, that comes with some danger to it. If you're, you, you know, the potential, if you can't get off the ground quickly, that you could be, uh, very quickly out of, uh, out of the competition in, in that scenario. But I don't think the Blues would have to worry about that if there's a six team, uh, situation. Um, and, uh, it, you know, they're the kind of, you know, when you're talking about all of the moving parts here, definitely some teams are going to be unhappy with it. I don't have a problem with the 24 teams. And I think, frankly, having teams like the New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks, Montreal Canadiens, big market teams, um, all 500 or better during the regular season as it's been played thus far, uh, I don't have a problem with including them in, in, in the, this kind of format. Scott, uh, last one for me here is if we do get hockey back on the ice, no matter what the format, how many teams, you know, all that I could care less about at this point. I just want them back playing. But the biggest question I have following all that up is what will hockey look like? You know, we've seen some of these skeleton models of, you know, how they're going to have to stay two feet away on face-offs and no spitting and this and that and all these ideas, of course, trying to keep people safe. Will hockey look the same for us when we come back? And if so, how hard will it be for the NHL to maintain that without running the risk of players' health? Yeah, well, and, and I mean, listen, there is going to be inherent risk if they come back, right? I mean, it's it's like I, I live in Georgia. Uh, all of the issues in, in, in returning to some sort of normalcy here, uh, you know, whether it's opening up barbershops, whether it's opening up restaurants at 25% capacity there is inherent risk in all of that there will be that with hockey when it comes back uh, i don't think i've seen some of those models i don't really think the nhl is looking at standing three feet apart on a face off listen the game is the game it's going to be physical there will be people in close proximity the issue is going to be in the testing the issue is going to be in the response if a player does end up testing positive uh how does that work how does the quarantine how does the treatment work right after that um, I think the hockey actually has potential to be very good. And I mean, we talked to, you know, top players really since the pause and, um, and the Blues are a perfect example of that, uh, you, you know, the potential for a full healthy lineup at the start of the playoffs as opposed to, um, you know, having grown through a 82 game schedule going into the playoffs with, with star players hurt. Um, you know, having Tarasenko back in the lineup, the Blues should come in as a as a favorite. I would think going into whatever the format looks like, because they're a team with experience and because they're going to be healthy. I think a lot of players believe that the level of hockey could be higher than we normally see at playoff time, given the 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 uh, the, 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 the battle of attrition that is the regular season. So, you know, will it look and sound different? Yes, I think the league and the players are, are working towards you know, how you mitigate some of that. 
you'll never replicate the the, the emotion of a playoff bar. In game, game six in the final last year, game seven in Boston, you can't replicate that anyway. But I do think the actual product on the ice has the potential to be very, very good. He's Scott Burnside. You can read his work on The Athletic where he's a national NHL writer. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Overtime Scott B. Scott, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Yeah, anytime, guys. Absolutely. That's Scott Burnside joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I want to react to what he had to say there, Jamie, about how it's going to look. He says, listen, the game is going to be the game. Somebody should probably tell Major League Baseball that, too. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN.